Here's what's coming up on today's show. Any little positive, it's going to move the market a lot. Right, the, the contrarian view when people sure. are so so negative, it's probably a good sign. Yeah, that's kind of where we're getting to, or if we haven't gotten there already. It's time for financial advisor Ben Schrock to give you the keys to retiring with confidence. This is unlocking your financial future. Hello, I'm Ben Schrock, and welcome to another episode of Unlocking Your Financial Future. And joining us today, pulled him away from the desk one more time, Keith Lockwood, our Chief Investment Officer. Keith, welcome back. Thank you. All righty, Keith. So here we sit. Uh, what is it? Thursday, November 10th, two days after the election. Um, we've seen some uh, a little bit of volatility here this week, and really just want to uh, grab you here for one episode and talk kind of... Uh, where the markets are, what we're seeing, had some really uh, good data today on the CPI front, and uh, kind of what are we looking for the rest of the year leading us into um, 2023 here. So I guess we'll start with uh, you know a snapshot in the markets. Um, everyone is looking at the day after the election. We had a, a pretty nasty day in the market, and we're ultimately thinking what? Uh, the stock market didn't like the results, right? Yeah, if you look at just on the, you know, without digging a little deeper, um, you know, you look at Friday, right, Monday, or Monday, Tuesday, uh, the the run-up, there's a decent run-up into the election, um, and we ran up to 3,900 or near there, mm-hmm. and that's a big resistance point. In the S&P. In the S&P, yeah. and, you know, also knowing you had a CPI number coming out today. Yeah. There, there's nobody that was probably going to, you know, if you look at the recent history of the CPI days, it wasn't good. Uh, so after the big run up, you hit that resistance level. And then knowing that you have a CPI print coming out that if you're on the wrong side of it, you know, it, it's probably not going to be look good, and especially for short term traders. So not a lot of people are going to be long going into the sure. unknown of the, the CPI print. So as far as the election and and how the market will probably take it it's probably going to be a positive because you're probably going to see gridlock yeah right it looks like you know there wasn't a big red wave but it was you know a red turn you yeah. know that and looks like the house is going to be you know republican we'll probably get a runoff in georgia again yeah. to see if the senate um, is going to be at least 50 50 at the, at the minimum 50 50 um, but even if it isn't you still yeah. are going to have gridlock and nothing major is going to going to really get through which the market's kind of like right yeah they, they know nothing major is going to get right. through so hey good to go so and it's shown the year after one year after most midterm elections the, the return something like 20 percent or something yeah. ridiculous so um and the end of the year usually ends up being very well but even today you know we're up what four three four percent mm-hmm. we're still hitting that 3900 yeah. mark and we goes to like 3903 3904 and then Bounces. comes back down so and we'll see how the fed interprets the cpi right. we're we're assuming a lot of stuff with today's bump yeah i mean we got one more reading at uh, in december and and um you know, leading us into 2023 too. And, and again, you, you look at historical data and, um, you know, it's, that's it, all we can hang our hat on, right? Okay. What happened in the past? Well, you know, we got a little bit, 
uncharted territories here with the uh, you know, coming out of COVID and, and the inflation fight, rising interest rates, and a midterm election. It, it, we can't just chalk it up to say, okay, history's telling us that we're going to have a good year um, after a midterm, right? We, we got to really look at um, the year end and then what's to come in 23. And I think, you know, correct me if I'm wrong, still the glaring uh, uh, issue is the, the Federal Reserve raising rates and what they're really going to do into 23. Yeah, I think December's meetings, not what they do, but what they say coming, mm-hmm. you know, is going to be a huge influence on what happens in 23. Yeah. Right. And it's not just stopping raising. It's, you know, it's, it's are we going to maybe not do 75 or not right. do 50 and not, you know, is it going to be maybe a couple quarters and then, Back you up. know, see where we're at. And if it, you know, the expectations, what was over 5% after earlier this month is, you know, that actually dropped today mm-hmm. based off of the CPI data. So yeah, we'll see. I mean, the CPI data, I mean, the Seagull came out today and was like, there is no more inflation, you know, if you actually look at the leading indicators and not the lagging indicators, yeah, you know he's a pretty smart guy. Yeah. <laughs> not gonna not gonna be on the other side of him. Um, <laughs> he's been pretty vocal about it too. Um, really going after Powell quite a bit uh, yeah. uh, on on this whole stance of uh, inflation. Um, but now I, he's saying that it's done, right? Yeah, I mean, and, and basically rent and real estate make up forty percent of the CPI number. That's mm-hmm. a big number and you know somebody said this morning i don't know who it was i was reading an article or listening to somebody but you know leases come up once a year yeah like right rent, rent lease, it, yeah, yeah you, you it's so you don't you don't get a price increase or decrease <laughs> and you know it's only once a year yeah, so not six months through your lease right you change it yeah so that number you know it, it, it went up the first six months significantly like when's it gonna go? It, it takes a while to come back, go down. back down. Right. So as far as that getting into the number, that's probably gonna be overstated for quite a while. As I say, that could be a couple years right. plural, right? Yeah. I mean, because if if where we were in January of this year to January of twenty three is gonna be even higher, right. you know, On rent, so it's gonna continue to to, to climb. Yeah, you know, the oil. I mean, you look at core, which takes out oil, but. You know that went up as well from last month to this month. So what's yeah. the real real number? So um, yeah, we'll have to wait and see. Now um, we'll, we'll kind of focus on the last what you know five, six seven weeks here of the year um, is you know the news today with the CPI and the nice little um, you know market uptick uh, or, or is this kind of the start to the a little year end rally? It could be. I mean, we got to get through thirty nine hundred. It's got to close. It's, it's got to close thirty nine hundred and then stay there. If it stays there a couple of days, you're you're probably going to see a pretty big run. It would be my theory and, and what I see. Just based um, on the moving averages. Yeah, based on and and, and the history. Yeah. Right. I mean, December, November, December are historically Good great months. months, and after a midterm election, it's historically a great month. Yeah. You know, if you have good things. If the CPI keeps coming down, the Fed comes out and says, you know, maybe they're going to slow down a little bit or just pause and wait yeah. to see what's happening. Then, you know, all positive things going into the end of the year. And, you know, you got through a big resistance level. Yeah. That's, you know, the next resistance, I think, 
uh, it's like 4,300 or something. So that's a big, it's a 10% job. It's huge. Right? So. Well, it's, I feel like it's been a while since we've had this much positive news. Yeah. And uh, it all lining up within a, a couple of days is, uh, I guess we got to tread lightly to see uh, how they react. And that's part of it too, right? I mean, everybody is so, so negative. Yeah. Any, any little positive, it's going to move the market a lot. Yeah. You know, right? And the, the contrarian view when people sure. are so, so negative, it's probably a good sign. Yeah. That's kind of where we're getting to or if we haven't gotten there already. So... Well, yeah, I mean, and, and you know, year-end stuff for you two, aside from the, uh, you know, just the market analysis, it tends to be a little bit of opportunities out there, right, with uh, the tax loss harvesting. Are you are you starting to, to grab some of those opportunities Starting now? to grab some of those after it came back a little bit. But a lot of people, you know, you saw tech really get hit, Yeah, you know, a couple of weeks ago, right? Um, part of that was the tax loss harvesting. A lot of people were getting that done. Um I, I like to wait a little bit longer, let let it bump back up a little bit sure. so we don't take as much of a loss and then take advantage of it moving forward. Either, you know, wait our 30-plus days, get back in, or move into something similar with yeah. the, the same losses that offers the same upside where we're not out of the market, but we're, we still have that opportunity for upside. Yeah, and I think that's um, something I don't – I think it's overlooked is just because you sell – a company, say it was, uh, you know, Facebook or something like that, at a loss, um, doesn't mean you have to buy them back, right? You can go buy whoever at that yeah, point. An Amazon, a Google, something, right. you know, something similar with had similar losses, yep. similar industry that has that upside potential moving forward. Do you have to sit out the? the do you still have to sit out the same day? No, you can no, get out in and out. Get in and out. That's just like a regular. Just moving on to a different company. company. Yep, makes sense. Um, any other opportunities that we're seeing on a, on a portfolio management standpoint from you know what we're doing client-wise or anything else? Well, I mean, in your Roth conversions, right? Yeah. You know, you go back 2020 when oil was getting killed, mm-hmm. right? You, you could Roth conversion, you know, all your shares of Exxon, BP, yep. Chevron, Marathon, whoever it was. And then the think about the gains that you've From had over 20 to today that is now tax-free right. versus being taxable. And, you know, technically, I guess you're getting more shares brought over because it's at a less price right. um, when it's down so much. So now you look at some of those tech names that are really down. You know, mm-hmm. can you take advantage of a, of a Roth conversion by moving those over? And then, you know, who knows, two, three years from now, you know, is Amazon still going to be at 90? Yeah. You know, Google still going to be at 90? That's sort of... It's hard to know, believe thing. or think that it will be. Versus keeping it in, you know, an IRA where it's going to be taxable at some point. Yeah, no doubt. Um, yeah, so, I mean, that's uh, uh, little places of opportunities, you know. Um, it, it's been a rough year, obviously, in the markets, so we look for signs of some sort of positivity to, to hang on to. But just because it's a, a down year and a negative year doesn't mean it's a lost year, right? I mean, it, it's we look for opportunities within um, those brokers, those taxable accounts, and the, the qualified accounts, the pre-tax IRAs, to take advantage of, of uh, moments like this to where we can position a client in an um, ideal spot to gather more upside and let it be tax-free. You know, that's kind of a win-win, right? Right. Yep. Yep. 
So, well, I appreciate you hopping on with me, Keith. Um, any last tidbits in the market or anything else that we're looking for? Yeah, no. I'm not giving a year-end number. <laughs> last time I did that, it's not going to be close to that. You never so know. If it is close to that, then we had a really good November and December. <laughs> we, we, we be, uh, we'll be high-fiving on the next <laughs> podcast if that's the case. So we'll stay tuned for that. Um, Keith, thanks for jumping on. And if anyone out there has questions or wants a topic or has any, any ideas or portfolio questions for Keith, you can always reach out to our office at 330-473-1060, or you can check us out online at www.bashrock-fg.com and uh, ask any questions online and set up a time to uh, have a conversation with us in our office. Uh, thank you again, Keith, and uh, stay tuned for the next part. Yep. Investment advisory services offered through B.A. Schrock Wealth Management, Inc., a registered investment advisor. B.A. Schrock Wealth Management is an independent financial services firm that helps people create retirement strategies using a variety of insurance and investment products. Investing involves risk, including the potential loss of principal. Any references to safety, security, or guaranteed lifetime income generally refer to fixed insurance products, never securities or investment products. Insurance and annuity product guarantees are backed by the financial strength and claims-paying ability of the issuing insurance company. B.A. Schrock Wealth Management is not permitted to offer, and no statement made during the show shall constitute tax or legal advice. You should talk to a qualified professional before making any decisions about your personal situation. We are not affiliated with the U.S. government or any government agency. This podcast is a paid placement. This show is intended for informational purposes only. It is not intended to be used as the sole basis for financial decisions, nor should it be construed as advice designed to meet the particular needs of an individual's situation.